0: Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey, podcast lovers. My name is Haley and I run the Doe Identify podcast. I have been passionate about
1: helping the unidentified get their names back ever since I found out I lived within miles of where Sherry Ann Jarvis, formerly known as the Walker County Jane Doe, was found. In my podcast, I tell the stories and provide information about unidentified people in hopes of reaching their
0: loved ones and getting their names back. So come join me and help me advocate for these people. You never know, you could recognize someone's story. Hey, what's What's up, up, you guys? guys? I am Catherine. And I'm Haley, and we are Saturdays for the Ghouls, a Podmouth podcast. And
1: we are so happy that you're here with us today. It's just the Ghoul friends, no one else. So I hope you're excited
0: to. I apologize.
1: <laughs> oh, wait a <laughs> second. No, no, no. They should be happy that oh, it's finally <laughs> just the Ghoul friends, just us Ghoul friends gabbing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Goo cool friends back in action. Ghoul <laughs> <Girl>, friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Is that a ah- bird? It's a plane. It's the goof. friends. <laughs> it's the cool friends.
1: Um, we hope that you had a lovely, safe, and happy
0: Halloween. <anecdote>
1: If you guys <laughs> did not see on Halloween, we released a bonus spook of some campfire stories from our guests last week, month, last month. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't see it, check it out. If you did see it, hope you liked it. And uh, we're talking about true crime today.
0: Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. My favorite. Would you like to hop
1: into it? Do you have anything to tell the spooky babes? We've kind of been... Far from them for quite a while because we were, you know, we had guests. We really can't, you can't like hang out with guests,
0: you know? Spooky babes, we did miss you. And again, hopefully, hopefully you had a good Halloween. Yeah, hopefully you had a good Halloween. And if you guys dressed up, please
1: send us your costumes on Instagram send us a picture of your costumes because I think that would be totally fun to see all your guys' costumes. I I did did not dress up for actually Halloween or any day before or after. What
0: did you dress up as? Me? (laughs) Yeah. You've had like multiple costumes this season. Okay. So my first one, it was kind of lazy, but it was a special request from Catherine. (laughs) She wanted me to be sexy ghost-faced. And boy, did that what I gave her. <laughs> and then my second outfit, which I was the most proud of. And Catherine helped me with the makeup. And she was my, like, my hype man. It was so cute, though. It was um, a DIY emo Chucky. Okay, hear me out. Um, There's this bar that my boyfriend and I go to. And they have events every now and then. And they have one called Emo Night. And it was like a Halloween party. But on the overalls, you know how Chucky's a good guy, doll, right? I put I put sad guys. Yeah. It was a huge hit, actually. But I, I really love the
1: Chucky one. And I'm always down for a good hot hot ghost face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know no, you are hot
1: ghost face. <laughs> <laughs> I got this advanced copy of He Who Haunts Me, and it's by Hannah Bell Ray. And she's on TikTok. And so if you've ever seen her TikTok account, you know exactly what this book is about. Um, (laughs) And it's almost like hot ghost face fan fiction. (laughs) But oh my gosh, I've only gotten like two chapters in and there's already like a spice, like a big spice scene, like you know i don't know I, maybe it's just cuz like i've gotten through all the hype from her tiktoks but i don't know i just think it's so it's it's such a good read and like fun and spicy mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you like spicy books <laughs> i don't know when it's releasing but um <laughs> i guess i'll keep you posted <laughs> it's a good book so far anyway do you want to talk about true crime yet yeah <laughs> so uh I'm, we're going to talk about the, uh, disappearance of the McStay family. Okay. So the McStay family is, um, includes all of these people, Joseph McStay, 40 years old. He is an entrepreneur who mm-hmm. sells, um, indoor water fountains and, um, does a lot of construction work. And then his wife, her name is Summer McStay. And she's 43 years old and a real estate agent. And they have two sons, Gianni and Joseph Jr. And in the winter of two thousand nine, they moved to Fallbrook, California, into a community known as the Friendly Village. And I, I, don't like I put, that. I, I know, I put in the um, I put in like the column next to it. I said, "What kind of stepford shit is that?" Anyway, red flags, right? <laughs> Um, so in February of 2010, um, during a phone conversation with, um, his dad, he, he said he was, uh, Joseph said he was in a hurry and he had to go to a lunch meeting with his business partner, Charles Chase Merritt, or he goes by Chase Merritt. He was his business associate and Chase said that Joseph was his best friend, even though they just became Uh, They were acquaintances when they started working together, but they grew to be good friends and they played paintball together and they shared dinner a few nights a week. Hmm. Chase was the also the last person Joseph called before they disappeared. Um, And Summer's last call was to her sister who had recently had her first baby or a new baby. After 5.47, Joseph and Summer were never heard from again. And around 7.45 p.m., a neighborhood surveillance camera captures the bottom 18 inches of a vehicle at the McStay's house. Um, investigators say that this was the McStay's family car, which was a 1996 Isuzu trooper. The camera was not able to see who was in the car. Um. Just that there was a car like they could only see the bottom part because, you know, the, the, their surveillance cameras focused on their property, probably not their the mixed days. And nice. so they could only see the bottom part, a bottom 18 inches of a vehicle at a, at 8.28 p.m. There was a phone call made to Chase Merritt that went to voicemail. Uh, Chase mentioned that he ignored the phone call because he was watching a movie. Mm. I would love to have known what movie was like. too important to answer your best friend's call though right that's not a best friend of me Mm
0: -mm.
1: (laughs) bitch you'd make your boyfriend pause a movie for me to (laughs) if i called you i would (laughs) and you have (laughs) Mm -hmm. over the next several days relatives of the mixed days like their parents and their siblings unsuccessfully tried to contact the family on February 8th, 2010, the family's car was found near the Mexico border, and it was taken to impound at that time as an abandoned vehicle. It was believed to have been parked there between 530 and 7 that evening. But the prior whereabouts mm-hmm. of the car, they didn't know between the 4th and the 8th. Right. Okay. On, on February 13th, their extended families were positive that the mixed days would not go away without telling anyone. Um, And Joseph's brother, Michael, went to their house to see if they could find them or find any clues. Um, Michael entered through a window in their their house and was trying to search for the family. The family was gone. The dogs were tied up in the backyard. There was rotting food in the kitchen and Summer's prescription glasses were supposedly left at the house. All of those (laughs) things made it seem like... They weren't planning on leaving either, you know?
0: Right. I would not leave my dog.
1: I Seriously, I would definitely not leave my dogs tied up in the backyard. That's for sure. On February 15th, uh, which was just a couple days later, Michael, his brother, called the uh, San Diego Sheriff's Department and reported the mixed days as missing. But on the 19th, the detectives obtained a search warrant and searched the family home but they found no evidence of forced entry and no foul play. Uh, But it did appear they left the house in like a hurry because there was like a Mm. carton of eggs left on the counter and on the sofa were two small bowls, like children's bowls of popcorn, which kind of, kind of seemed like a a fun family night in right. Popcorn on the sofa, maybe probably a movie. Um, a few days later, on the 23rd of February, investigators theorized, as I said before, that the McStay family fled to Mexico. Um, and so they told Interpol, which is an international criminal police organization. Um, and they uh, are an intergovernmental organization of 125 con- oh, Sorry, 195 countries that can come together and work on cases that cover more than one country. Uh Um, So anyway, they told Interpol to be on the lookout for the McStay family in Mexico. Around that same date, flyers were also distributed out in, in the area. See if they could find anything from up above. On March 5th, there was a video released by the deputies showing a group of people who looked like the McStay family walking together into Mexico through the border gate. The video was dated around 7 p.m. on February 8th, which is technically when the car was found. There were also unconfirmed sightings of the family uh, where they reported in Mexico and even elsewhere, perpetuating hope that they were still safe and that they had only left voluntarily. Mm -hmm. On April 2nd, the FBI joined the investigation. Investigators said they had found emails indicating that the family Uh, was interested in obtaining passports to travel to Mexico. Also, the investigators found searches on the family's computer for what documents do children need for traveling to Mexico and Spanish language lessons. Hmm. We're going to fast forward to November of 2010 and through the family email, uh, Patrick, his dad, um, Joseph's dad, uh, reports some suspicious activity by his business partner, Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, but the possible leads that he submits to them turned out to be a dead end from their investigation. A few years later, also in November on the 11th, a motorcyclist finds human remains in the deserts near Victorville, California, a hundred miles north of where the McStay family home is. Investigators are rushed to the scene. The remains are found in two shallow graves. They contain um, multiple human remains in each grave, a three pound sledgehammer, and a cord was also buried with the remains. A couple days later, um, the cause of death was found and it was blunt force trauma to the head. The remains were confirmed by dental records um, and they believe the victims were tortured before they were killed as well. Um, the bodies that were identified were unfortunately Joseph and Summer day, and the other remains are believed to be their children. Um, his brother Michael said at a press conference, "It gives us courage to know that they were together, and they're in a better place." And it's been a tough road. And Joseph's father Patrick said, "I have faith." Um, I have faith in Chase because I have faith in my son and I believe that Joseph trusted Chase and believed in Chase. Do I think Chase is involved? I don't think so. And I truly hope not when he was asked if he thinks that Chase is um, to blame in the situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now we're fast forwarding. It's a murder case now because they've been found. Their bodies been found. Mm-hmm. Months later, in November of 2014, Chase was arrested for the murders of Summer and Joseph Giovanni and Joseph Jr. McStay. Chase owed, at the time that they went missing, Chase owed Joseph McStay $42,000. And there was DNA matching Chase that was found on the steering wheel of the car and the gear shift of the McStay's vehicle that was abandoned. And Chase claimed that he had lunch with Joseph, and at the time when he had lunch with Joseph, Joseph had given him, given him physical copies of checks to pay for some projects that they were working on, but the metadata, that all important metadata that we find a lot of loopholes in, says that actually the checks were not written that day, but he was forging checks through the business, even after the McStays went missing. So... Hmm. Maybe Chase is not who he says he is. <laughs> Betrayed by the best friend. Damn.
0: is.
1: So Chase's de- uh, defense attorney filed a request to have the case dismissed because of wording that the prosecution used when the charges were filed. Um, the prosecutors had said that Chase had a gambling problem and um, again was forging checks. And that he forged a total of $20, $21,000 on Joseph's business account um, the days following the when the family had been um, taken or d- they disappeared. Then he went on a gambling spree, supposedly in nearby casino, and lost thousands of dollars. Um, this case was also delayed because Chase went through five different attorneys because he kept firing his legal counsel which was other red flags that do not bode well for Chase is that during an interview, only two weeks after they disappeared, Chase made some interesting comments. Chase talked about his friend in the past tense. When Mm. asked why he was speaking in the past tense, he made it seem like he didn't even realize he was talking like that. And you know what? That's the grand thing about your brain is that when you know that it's past tense, you talk about it past tense. But when you don't know and you have hope that there's they're still out there alive, you know, you're not going to talk about them in past tense. And then throughout the interview, he was talking about how he was the last person Joseph called that day. And he said something. Now, this was uh, not really a quote, but it was along the lines of he was definitely the last person who saw Joseph alive. That's the that's the He said something like that during the interview that was along the lines of, I was the definitely last person that saw him alive. And you would never know definitely that you were the last person unless you were the last person that saw him alive. Mm -hmm. Chase's trial begins and the prosecutors have found that greed was considered to be a good enough motive for the murders to start trial. Um, and that was on January 7th of 2019. So it took, he did delay it quite a bit till the 19, 2019. That was 15 to the 19. Um, that's
0: like four years..
1: Jeez.
0: Um, and they were missing in 2009. They went missing in 2010. 2010. Yeah, that's when they
1: moved is Yeah. Um, and on Jeez. June 10th, 2019, six months later, the jury found Chase guilty of murdering the McStay family. Oh, good. The jury recommended that he was sentenced to death for his crimes. And so on January 21st, 2020, Chase at 26, 26- oh sorry, at 62 years old was sentenced to life in prison for murdering Joseph McStay. And he was given the death penalty for killing summer Gianni and Joseph Jr. And today Chase is on San Quentin death row, and he's still waiting for his death penalty. Jeez! In San Quentin, that's the story of the McStay family. Damn! Damn! <laughs> like the fucking betrayal. He, I'm pretty sure that that Chase though claims he's still innocent. Don't they all? Oh, <laughs> like they're, they're always are. like. They're always like, I didn't fucking do it. And who did? You know, I bet you, and this is all speculation. I don't know anything about the like details and anything, but I bet you when he took them, he searched those things on their computer. Mm -hmm. Because the reason, the other thing is, is that I read this while I was researching is that when they, if they left to Mexico, it was un, they had like, a hundred thousand dollars in their bank account and nothing moved in their bank account like their personal banks nothing Mm -hmm. no money moved after they were disappeared which kind of makes it seem that you would have you would have gotten money you would have used the money you had if you were going to go to mexico you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i don't know there's i just don't i guess there was there doesn't seem that there would have been a reason that they would have even fled to mexico in the first place You know, like, there was no warrants out. And Chase also, I mean, this is not, not to say that once you're a criminal, you're always a criminal. But he had a record when he met Joseph Mm. of other things. And, uh, I mean, he didn't kill anyone that we knew of yet. But he was not, he was already, he'd already probably done some time or something. I don't know exactly what his other charges were, but he had. On his record, but um, they had just mentioned that in one of the articles that I read that he had prior convictions, is maybe what they said. But anyway, it's very sad that the family passed away. But um, fam- his family, Joseph's family, is finally happy that they have some resolution though, even though it's obviously not what they wanted, but it's good to have the piece that that comes with that it took them took them over 10 years to figure it out to get it all done Mm -hmm. like 2010
0: to 2020 that's crazy i was okay so when you said disappearance i was like oh it's gonna be like a cold case or something like we just don't know where they are and then you said the bodies and i was like no (laughs) no (laughs) i know see okay so um
1: I, I intentionally am occasionally misleading.
0: I know you manipulate me. <laughs>
1: I would like it to be some sort of mystery <laughs> right. Also you know what I feel I feel like um Haley and I have been talking about like the evolution of our podcast and what we want to do with it and what you know everything like that. I feel like after every other episode we do, I feel like happy and uh <laughs> you know. <laughs> I feel good about like talking about a horror movie with my best friend, talking about spooky places. And then after the true crime episodes, I'm like, that's the story. That's why sometimes I'm always like, let's stop doing the true crime ones because I'm just like, it's like at the end, you're just like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Like you just have to sit there with like the fact that you just heard a, a traumatizing, like horrible, horrific event.
0: Yeah, none of the other like the
1: movies even if they are based on like a real thing they're never it's never like that at the end like that's tucker and dale versus evil like that was a
0: that was a great movie like i don't know (laughs) well i think the thing is is we we can actually make fun of the movies and stuff without feeling like pieces of shit right
1: (laughs) we're kind of we try to you know be as respectful as possible when we talk about true crime at least this one had a resolution. I could have given you one that didn't have a resolution, which I was looking at today.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> and I, I was like, I, like, no. <laughs> I feel like the one. I I feel like I can't bring you one that doesn't that doesn't have a resolution. I, I've got. I've given you a couple cold cases, and like I just feel like they, it's like holding in a sneeze, and
0: <laughs> like you
1: just sort of, you don't feel complete at the end, and. Is that- uh, that's true speaking of the evolution of our podcast we're gonna talk to you guys about something so we are going to put a hold on our campfire episodes and we're gonna bring you exactly what I know you guys want more movies <laughs> we <laughs> now I didn't get that from like maybe one maybe one person <laughs> But you know what? <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> one validation. You know, how, like, you know how like YouTubers or something are like, you've been asking me about this, this, this. Like, <laughs> and that was probably like one comment on their YouTube video. But they're like, it's enough. <laughs> uh-huh. Like you've been asking for a house tour. Like one person maybe asked for a house tour. Like those kinds of things. Anyway, you've been asking for more movies and we're bringing it to you. <laughs> So you're going to get your normal true crime with Catherine and your horror movie with Haley and your spooky time with both of us. And you're going to get a thrilling movie chosen by Catherine for your last week of the month. Um, And uh, I mean, crime movie here. Maybe we'll watch Elf in Christmas, though. Yeah. It can be any movie she wants. It's literally (laughs) dealer's choice, and I'm the dealer here. (laughs) Um, So it's it's fun time. Maybe spooks, maybe not. But a fun time shall be had. So in four weeks, you'll be with me again
0: talking about a movie. For those of you listening (laughs) that don't know, this is mine and Catherine's birth month. Oh, my gosh. Our birthdays are this month. And I just remembered...
1: Yeah. Our birthdays are in like three weeks. So tell us happy birthday, bitches. I'm sorry. Our birthdays. Okay. It,
0: it makes it it makes it easy because our birthdays are a day apart. Yes. So hers will be on Sunday and mine will be on Monday. Yes. The 20th and the 21st. 21st. We're we're
1: birthday sisters.
0: <laughs> Not twins. Sisters.
1: It's our birthdays this month. So be nice to us and say happy birthday. Um, Say happy birthday to your favorite cool friends. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed our true crime day. Happy first week of November. Happy November month. It's our birthday month. And spooky babes. um, (laughs) Squeeze the day. Uh, We hope you have a great our birthday month. And if it's your birthday month too. No, it's not. Go fuck yourself hey (laughs) i'm just kidding um also if 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 you're a november scorpio you get a bad rap and i apologize for that it's not really my fault but like no you know what we support you with whatever horoscope you are because you know Mm -hmm. what you create your own destiny not your horoscope exactly and we love you and drink your water today Mm -hmm. and eat eat foods eat some food Because, bitch, I know you didn't eat breakfast today. (laughs) So, eat a breakfast, eat a lunch, and eat a dinner. And
0: we will see you... In your nightmares. Smack my ass like a drum! Mm.